everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Cooking Outside the Box. My name is Leslie, and I'm an experienced home cook who isn't afraid to take chances on making up random recipes on the fly with no recipe required. Every week, I'm bringing you a guest where I'll look through their fridge and pantry and help them come up with a meal they can make from whatever they have on hand. No fancy ingredients, just basic but really tasty home cooking. This week's episode is brought to you by me. You can follow me on Instagram at Cooking Outside the Box, where I regularly share examples of the food I'm making. But I can also work with you one-on-one to help you build confidence in the kitchen, whether it's getting better at thinking creatively about how to use random ingredients, getting outside of a cooking rut, up-leveling your skills so that you don't have to rely on meal kits or food delivery, or you're looking to master a particular skill like making pastry. I can coach you through the steps to help you reach your cooking goals. My DMs are open, so send me a message if you'd like to connect. And now, on to today's episode. Hi, everyone. My guest today is my friend and coach, Mike Howard. Mike has uh, over 20 years of in-the-trenches experience as a personal trainer, online coach, youth fitness specialist, author, and presenter. Mike has orchestrated meaningful, individualized solutions to thousands of clients, both in Vancouver, where he lives, and around the world. Mike is the creator of the Lean Minded Fat Loss Course and has authored two books, Lean Minded, 50 Days to Mind and Body Transformation, and the ebook Talking Back to Diet Gurus, an unrevolutionary and unsexy guide to fat loss. He's appeared on TV, in print, has penned over 400 online articles, and been a guest on numerous podcasts for his philosophies on body composition, youth fitness, and matters relating to fitness and nutrition education. Welcome to the podcast, Mike Howard. Thank you so much, Leslie. This is such an honor, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you, too. I was thinking, like, last time we spoke was, what, right before Christmas, Mm-hmm. Uh, we had that Zoom call with the uh, with the Costa Rica folks, um, mm-hmm. and that's actually how we met, right? We met um, when you uh, organized a trip, a healthy, what would you call it, lean-minded yeah. retreat in yes. Costa Rica, I think two years ago, uh, right. I went, yeah. and then again last year. So like literally a year ago this week as we're recording this. Tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. your thinking around that retreat and how that came to be. Cause I, don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't there the first year, I went the second and third year. Right. Correct, yeah, no, that's great. And I, I'm glad we were able to connect in that way. And then I definitely miss it this year because all these pictures are coming across my feed from last year and, you know, um, a little sad we can't make it a go this year, but um, yeah, no. So the idea of the retreat, it was brought up actually as a friend of mine uh, who I trained and she had done her yoga certification in Costa Rica. So this was in a, a, a place slightly different from where we were, but not too far from Tamarindo. And she said to me one day, she's like, you know, we should run something like this together, you know, where you do the fitness stuff and I do the yoga stuff. And I thought, well, that's a great idea. And then of course I sat on it for like four years and didn't do anything about it. But then uh, finally I'm like, you know what, let's just do this. And this was three years ago and um, you know, kind of on a wing and a prayer. We'll see if, you know, it it might be one person that shows up. It might be 10, who knows? Um, But, you know, it was a lot of fun and, 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 um, you know, it really is all about the people. And I wanted to create something where it was like, you know, kind of an in-between because I, I see two different um, perspectives when it comes to vacation. I mean, there's a lot of in-between there, but, you know, there's the whole 
okay, let's go on a, a on an all-inclusive and just lay on a beach and not ever, never leave the resort. And there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of us, you know, <laughs> a lot of us need that every once in a while. But then there's the other extreme where it's, it might be like this really stringent sort of, you know, yoga meditation retreat where you're just eating kale shakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then, you know, meditating seven hours a day. And so I wanted to come up with something in between uh, those two it, where it's active and, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of, um, we're doing things that are, that are feeding our body and our soul and, and you know, and, and, and make it so that you know, the food's pretty good, but it's not too stringent. And then, you know, we have a cocktail or two uh, uh, in this case, uh, you know, watching the sunset, but, um, you know, have a flexible element to it with a lot of free time, a good combination of free time, but also structured time where we're doing the workouts, we're doing the yoga and having a couple of like poolside chat. So yeah, and then it's evolved over the years. And you've, of course, been a, a huge part of the last two years. And a lot of your feedback has shaped how we've done it too. So um, yeah, no, they're, they're just a lot of fun. And they're it's just a great opportunity to get together with. And, and you know, the people make it right. It, you know, you're in a beautiful spot. Yes, of course, but it it's really is all about the people. So yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so much easier. I mean, as I was saying to you before we started the call, like I got up this morning and, and did a workout on my own and that was hard for me to do. But mm -hmm. when we're in Costa Rica and everybody's getting up and we're all doing mm -hmm. it, it's like, okay, so I'm on the beach at seven o'clock. I got to get up at six 15 or six 30 or whatever, mm -hmm. so that I could be on the beach to do a workout on the beach mm -hmm. <laughs> in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't get much better than that. I need that like motivation. I need that kick in the mm -hmm. pants in a way to sort of like get me up and, and um, have people that I, I know are going to be suffering along with me, <laughs> you know, so it's not just me suffering the whole time by myself. <laughs> I've, I've got, you know, people to suffer along with. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, like the food was like good, um, it was basic home cooking, like good mm -hmm. local home cooking. It was, wasn't fancy, but it was really nutritious and mm -hmm. uh, lots. So, I mean, I guess we're really lucky so much fresh fruit and vegetables mm -hmm. and everything down there that, you know, we always had everything that we needed. So um, yeah, it was fantastic. Right. I really enjoyed it. So looking forward to next year. Yeah. 2022. 2022. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the intro, I uh, talked a lot about um, the uh, some language here. I just want you to clarify for me a little bit mm -hmm. and for the listeners. What is the difference between fat loss and weight loss? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I despite people that are in the SEO sort of uh, game and, you know, weight loss is kind of a catch-all phrase. And I think people know kind of what it means, but there is a marked difference between actual weight loss and, and fat loss, right? So when we talk about fat loss, we're talking about body composition. So um, we're talking strictly kind of body fat, whereas weight is your entire mass. So weight can be muscle, weight can be bone, weight is, weight is basically everything that the that makes up our body. Um, whereas, you know, the, when we, when we say losing fat, we're talking about losing the actual body fat. So for example, if you step on a scale, you know, you might get two separate people that weigh like 160 pounds, but one might be quite muscular. Another one might not be. So, you know, there, there, there's a density factor there where, where they, you know, and, and that's where, you know, a body mass index might be a little bit flawed for some people um, and everybody's built differently right so I, I you know when we talk about body fat we're, we're talking yeah that's why I use the scale only as a, a singular measurement and and um, you know it really is about the composition of the body right 
Right. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, most people say, oh yeah, I got to lose weight. But what they mm -hmm. really do mean is they want to lose fat. Like they want to get mm -hmm. rid of the rolls and bulges and, you know, yeah. things like that. It's like more of an aesthetic thing as opposed mm -hmm. to necessarily, I mean, but most of us use the number on the scale as, as our sure. gauge, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. you know, how we do mm -hmm. it as opposed to, you know, and, and I've done this in the past myself. If you go on like a low carb diet or something like that, you see the number mm -hmm. on the scale go down, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing fat. Like it's just, yeah. you know, you're losing weight, but you might not necessarily be losing fat. So mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. I've heard a number of different places are uh, referring to it now as fat loss as opposed mm -hmm. to weight loss. So maybe the the dialogue is changing a little bit. The discourse is changing a bit as it relates to uh, uh, people wanting to change their their body composition. Mm -hmm. I would agree there. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. Yeah, changing. So as a personal trainer and coach, what is your relationship with food and cooking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's been quite an evolution. I mean, I've always been sort of like, uh, um, and I'm a little bit uh, slow on the uptake when it comes to my own evolution of, of cooking and food and in relationship with the food. So, you know, growing up, I similar to you, I, I sort of grew up in Ontario, I've got roots in Ontario and Quebec. And, and, um, you know, so meat and potatoes, right, you know, we were kind of meat and potato, well, and then Quebec, you know, ketchup on everything and pea soup, and whatever <laughs> else we eat there, poutine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, so it was, you know, up until my, my, my 20s, my early 20s, when I moved out to Vancouver, I, I wasn't really very experienced from a culinary standpoint, either from cooking myself or when I went out, it was mostly, okay, the places I was familiar with, it was chicken, it was burgers and, and all the usual kind of fast food in, in tray restaurants. But um, yeah, no, so after that point, uh, then I was introduced to more things like sushi and, and, and more of sort of West Coast cuisine. And, and I would eat more fish, you know, my, my entire fish consumption was of the highliner fish stick variety <laughs> up until that point right so um yeah and then you know slowly i realized okay it would be a good idea for me to to have some cooking skills right i uh, i have children but they come to see me only on the weekends so i would say 90 to 95 percent of my meals are just me so i don't spend a, a, a for me the motivation to spend a great deal of time sort of you know, preparing a food just for me wasn't, uh, didn't motivate me so much, but I think slowly I began to sort of really appreciate food more and have, have more of a, 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 a mindful connection to food and intuitive connection to food. So at that point, I wanted to start learning how to cook things that were reasonably healthy, but that tasted good, right? So um, a lot of my food now is just different variations. Like it's fairly limited, but they're different variations on say like stir fries. And I, I love like fajitas. I love, you know, mixing some, you know, chicken and peppers and, and, and just different spices and um, I, I love spicy food. So, you know, like I, uh, although I'm not great at cooking it, but I will, <laughs> if I go out, it's, it's usually to like, you know, it's for Indian or for, for, uh, Thai or for, you know, Hispanic food. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really still trying to, to build those skills of cooking and expand my culinary horizons a little bit as it okay. were. Okay. So would you say that you cook most of your meals for yourself or are you a takeout? Like mm. I'm saying right now, like not, you know, in the past, but right now, right. Uh, are you takeout, order in, uh, mm. cook from scratch, a combination of all of those things? 
Yeah, so I would say like my takeout is probably still about 25%. And that's usually um, a function of me being kind of out on the road a lot, uh, seeing clients in their homes and out of studio and and then back at home. So what I tend to do is cook. I, I like to I cook on Sunday and I cook up more than I need so that I have things at home when I get back, either for lunch or for dinner. But oftentimes I will be on the road and I'll just kind of pick up sushi or something like that. But I try to cook now about 75 to 80% at home. And I, I, I like sort of the healthy convenience of things. Like I'm not a bit for, to give you an example, like I'll buy like pre-washed, pre-chopped lettuce because right, I, yeah. I don't like the idea of taking a salad spinner out every single time and yeah, I'm the chopping same. <laughs> it all up. And, um, you know, I'm not huge on, on, on massive preparation lists. I'm making something super special. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but I do like to cook like as, as minimally as possible, like from as scratch as possible. So, um, if I'm cooking, if you were to ask me if I'm making my own pasta, no, but you know, but, um, like rolling it and doing the whole thing, but uh, no, although I'm sure it would taste. Most delicious. people aren't, <laughs> most people yeah. are just opening the box and throwing it yeah. in the, and throwing it in the boiling water. So yeah, no, you're, I don't think you're, uh, you're any different <laughs> than anybody else there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, so, and yeah. actually just want to clarify, like that's, that is is what this podcast is about. It's not about, mm -hmm. and the kind of cooking that I do. I mean, sure. I love every once in a while to like pull out the big mixer and the, mm -hmm. uh, I've got a pasta roller thing that attaches mm. to my mixer so I can make nice. pasta from scratch, but mm -hmm. I can probably count on one hand, the number of times I've done that in the last few years. So it right. really is not something that's part of, uh, you know, what I do every day because it's just not, mm. it's not sustainable for the long term. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, if I were making a special meal or something that maybe I would get the pasta roller out and and make some pasta mm. from scratch but it's a lot of work uh, mm -hmm. to do something like that so that's not what we're focusing on here I'm not going to get you to do anything <laughs> like that where I'm going to you know make you you know wash stuff and and you know wash lettuce I won't make you wash <laughs> lettuce and I won't make you uh make pasta from scratch um <laughs> And, uh, but you know, one thing I've noticed, uh, and so I've talked to a lot of people who uh, use food delivery, no, sorry, like food mm. boxes, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, fresh, hello, fresh and good food yes. and those types of boxes. And yes. one of the things in, in those boxes, well, there's two things. One is there's a lot of waste because of the packaging. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a ton of packaging waste. And also if you're making something like some protein that has a sauce on it, the sauce mm -hmm. is already made for you. It comes in a package mm -hmm. and you just snip mm -hmm. the top of the package off and you dump it into the thing. And you're not really right. learning anything about how to make a mm -hmm. sauce, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's something else that I would teach people to do as well. But in the idea that I have for you will not require you to make a sauce. So um, <laughs> I, yeah, like I, I think All I'm right. going to go kind of, <laughs> I'm going to go kind of easy on you based yeah, on, yeah. on the stuff that you sent me the photos <laughs> of. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you, and, you saw my fridge and you're like, this guy's a charity case. I'm no, gonna, I saw your I'm fridge. I'm going to throw him I, a lob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but actually, I'm gonna, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, when I looked at stuff, an idea came to mind. And then I actually mm -hmm. made it for myself today because mm. uh, I wanted to make sure that the way I was going to tell you to make it was going to work and it wasn't going to turn into like oh, a yeah. big flop or something. <laughs> so I actually I try stuff out on my own first, right? Perfect. Before, yeah, before I, I recommend it to somebody else. So. 
do you have a signature dish? Like, is there mm. something that you're like, you're known for, you know, like maybe you make it for your kids or, mm -hmm. you know, if you have a friend over or something like that, is there something that's like, this is my dish and I make it better than anybody else does? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it is the fajitas. I, I, I love making them for myself. So I feel like I've just kind of um, honed that skill over the over the years and just you know just kind of getting the spices right and so basically it's it's fairly basic I mean it's just you know wraps and then you know I, I, I cook the chicken I spice it in certain ways so I've got this these sort of Mexican spices that I, I had a Mexican friend give me once and just um, spicing that up and then cooking the the, the peppers and onions uh, with a little bit of olive oil and putting some garlic in there and then just using kind of a a salsa and making a guacamole and and yeah I I, I enjoy I think that was would probably be my go-to right yeah whether it's just for me or I need to cook for others and the kids don't mind it and yeah yeah and then just put some cheese in there and yeah yeah is there anything you won't eat like is are there things that you you like you have preferences like oh can't stand this or allergic yeah, to not, or anything um I, i'm not a mushroom guy yeah mushrooms okay. for me is just yeah i'm a, a, like pretty aversive but like um and like that yeah not a fan of like eggplant or zucchini so much but um everything else i think i'm pretty pretty open to and okay pretty so yeah, i mean yeah, and, and actually the way it works like the way that it works with uh with this little challenge that i'll have you do is it's mm -hmm. all using stuff that's already in your fridge so if you don't awesome. like mushrooms you're not going to have mushrooms in your fridge yeah, exactly. right so i'm not going to tell you to cook with something that you don't already have um, and most Love people it. don't have things in their cupboard mm -hmm. that they don't like so mm -hmm. <laughs> so it usually mm -hmm. works out okay um is there anything that like a, a food that you love that you've mm -hmm. either never made for yourself because you, I don't know, you're too nervous to, or you don't mm -hmm. think you're able to make it? Or, you know, is there like a thing that you always order if you go out for dinner because you would never make it for yourself at home? Yes. I mean, I, I two things come to mind. First of all is sushi. I feel like sushi in Vancouver, especially it, it, there's, it's very easy to come by and thus not too terribly expensive and it's a giant production to make, right? I, I mean, at least for me, it would be, right? I, I can't, you know, I, do, I don't think I would have the, the time or patience to, to kind of roll everything myself and then, you know, put the little pieces in. Um, so definitely, I think sushi is the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not uh, averse to sort of trying that for sure, but it, just the thought of it seems daunting. And, um, and I'm a huge fan of Indian food and I have attempted certain Indian uh, spice dishes and they just never taste the same as they do when I get it at a restaurant. So, I mean, there's probably something I'm doing wrong, you know, like somewhere along that ingredients list or, or yeah, what have you, but it is, it's like, it's just, it's the combination of spices and, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, to get that right and making sure that you're, you're toasting your spices properly and all yes. of that. I agree. Yeah. Indian yeah. is definitely uh, hard. I've never actually, no, that's not true. I have, made sushi once mm. uh uh with some friends we were like oh let's oh, okay. get together and make some sushi and you're nice. right it was a bit of a production but i think it's one of those mm. things that if you get really good at it it's not mm. that big of a production sure. um but i think the other thing with sushi is that is the the quality and the freshness of the fish is yes. really critical and so Absolutely. you can't just yeah. go buy any random fish like you have to mm -hmm. get like super uh super fresh high quality fish yeah. uh to put in sushi so yeah absolutely yeah so there's like a time cost type of thing going on there too and it's it's like i don't know if you've seen that meme where it says 
oh, I could make a mediocre pad tie that will cost $45, or I can just order a good pad tie for $12, right? Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. some of these, some of these dishes, I remember making a Tom Yum soup once and it was, it was quite good, but I looked at how much I spent on it. I was like, oh my goodness, like well, I could have ordered this a, in a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, because a lot of times if you're making something fancy, you won't necessarily have all the ingredients. So you've got to go out mm. and buy stuff mm-hmm. and it, it just to build up your pantry with your spice pantry with all the different things you need can be very expensive Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have them in Vancouver but here in Toronto we've got I mean I'm sure you've got bulk stores but uh, Mm -hmm. bulk barn is the place I go to but there's some smaller independent bulk stores as well and buying your spices from a bulk store way Mm -hmm. cheaper than buying those glass Mm -hmm. bottles in the grocery store like that's super expensive so you you can get like you know, a tablespoon of some spice that you need yeah, for a dish yeah, and you right. pay 25 cents instead yeah, of, you know, yeah. having to buy a whole jar for $5, right? Yeah, of so, course. And then not using it. Exactly. And then it goes <laughs> Except stale for that one and, dish. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So I'm just looking at the photos that you sent me mm-hmm. uh, of your fridge. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I just want to confirm a few things here. So I noticed you've, yeah, got, sure. the, you've got eggs. Yes. Uh, you've got milk. Mm-hmm. Is that a block of cheese you have down there? It's uh, it's probably either cheese or tofu. Yeah, I think that it's cheese though. Please yeah. say cheese. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, think it's <laughs> I cheese. was like, yeah. oh God, if that's tofu and not cheese, I'm yeah, yeah, that ruin changes the whole things. Thing. Yeah, it does change things. <laughs> they're, they're not interchangeable. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, and you've but, got but, some, yeah, it's I'm pretty sure it's cheese. Yeah, you have some spinach. Yes. You have onions. Yep. Uh, looks like you've got like some peppers or something. Is that your um? Yes. Is that your fajita stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. I might get you yeah. to use some of those, but yeah, you don't have to definitely. use a lot yeah. of them. Any chance you have, do you have any crackers or anything? I do actually. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I saw that you have flour mm-hmm. and you've got uh, cooking spray. That's good. Yes. Oh yeah. You've got those wheat crackers, woven yes. wheat yeah. baked crackers. Okay. So yeah. here's what I'm going to have you make. Awesome. Okay. I'm so based on what I just said, any ideas on what you think I'm going to have you okay. make? Well, the crackers kind of threw me off a little bit. I, um, you know what? I, I yeah, no idea. No, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have you make a quiche. Oh, quiche. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to yeah. have you make a crustless quiche. So ah, usually quiche, nice. you have to make a pastry and yeah. all of that. But there's a recipe that you that I found um, that, that's called a crustless quiche. And the reason Very I cool. asked you about the crackers is that the mm-hmm. crackers kind of become like the crust mm-hmm. uh, without it being like a crust. And oh, um, uh, in the recipe I have, it actually calls for cornmeal, but I was like, okay. oh, he's not going to have cornmeal. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, you probably use the crackers instead of mm-hmm. cornmeal. So here's what you're going to do. Okay. Do you have a blender? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's another thing I've been using more is because uh, I got a Vitamix. So now I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh, I've got one too. It's one of my love favorite, it. favorite things. I've, I I used it twice yeah. today. I made a smoothie uh, for breakfast and I used perfect. it to make yeah. my, my quiche for lunch. So oh, yeah, it's great. It. Yeah. Good. Perfect. So yeah. in the Vitamix, mm-hmm. you're going to put one cup of milk. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Maybe one, one and a quarter cups of milk mm-hmm. and four eggs. Okay, one cup of milk, four eggs. Okay, yep. got it. You're going to also put in there a quarter of a cup of flour. Okay. And salt and pepper. 
And any, if you have any spices or herbs, like I like thyme with eggs, I think thyme's mm-hmm. a really nice thing, but any type of herb or spice or whatever that you might like to put in that with okay. eggs that you might mm-hmm. have in your cupboard would work too. Or if you don't want to, you don't have to, okay. uh, right. you can just leave it as is, but a good dose of salt and pepper is important yeah. in that because eggs don't have a ton of flavor. So sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then you're going to take the onions that you have. Mm-hmm. And you probably only need about half an onion. You're not going to use that whole onion um, sure. and dice it fairly finely mm-hmm. uh, along with the, uh, any peppers that you might have. So okay. just a few strips of pepper. You don't need a whole mm-hmm. pepper. Like I think when I made mine today, I used about a third of a red pepper. So oh, okay. you don't okay. need a ton. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and you're going to saute that together in a mm-hmm. frying pan with some, a little bit of olive oil till it's you know nice and soft because the thing about raw vegetables if you put them in something like a quiche or an omelet is they give off a lot of water right because you know veggies Mm -hmm. have a lot of water in it and if you put raw veggies in things you end up with with just a bit of a watery mess so Uh, i usually tell people to saute stuff and it just it concentrates the flavor so you get Mm -hmm. all that great flavor but you get rid of a lot of the water that might interfere with the quiche setting up um the other thing you could throw in there as well is some of that baby spinach so i do that at the at the very end like once the onions and peppers are finished cooking at the very end throw in some of the spinach let that wilt down a little bit Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's going to be your filling if you have any meat like protein Mm -hmm. of some kind that you want to throw in i mean the eggs have protein so yes you're fine if you just wanted to use the eggs or if you Mm -hmm. have some leftover ham or meat or chicken or anything you can throw that into doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's, this is mm-hmm. one of those recipes that you can kind of throw kitchen sink like whatever you yeah, happen to okay. have on hand you can throw it in there Got it. Mm-hmm. so what you're going to do with the crackers is you're going to break them up a little bit oh and mm-hmm. you need to grate the cheese sorry the cheese that sure. you have you need okay. about a cup maybe a cup and a half okay. or so of grated cheese okay. any kind of cheese whatever you have mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to crush up the crackers and put them in the bottom of a baking dish. I used a, Mm -hmm. a a glass, um, pie plate. So I don't know if you have that or if you have some type of, I don't know, any type of thing that you would bake something in that's an inch, at least an inch deep. So something like that metal or glass, whichever you have. Yeah. And then, uh, so you're going to spray it with the cooking spray so that mm-hmm. stuff doesn't stick. I made that mistake today. I did not oh. spray mine and uh, some of my uh, stuff stuck to the bottom. Uh-oh. Make sure you spray that uh, mm. and then put the crackers in. Mm. Then you're going to put half the cheese on top of the crackers. And what that does oh, okay. is it helps to ensure that the crackers stay on the bottom and they don't mm. float up to the top. Okay? Got it. Yeah. Then you're going to put uh, the sauteed veggies on top of the cheese. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to, after you've whisked in your Vitamix, the eggs with the milk and the Mm -hmm. flour, you're going to pour that over top of everything Uh, and then put the rest of the cheese on top of that. Ah, okay. So you've got the crackers on the bottom. bottom. Right. And there's a little bit of flour in that, which will also kind of sink to the bottom and help to create sort of a fake crust on the bottom of your cheese. So it won't be a crust like a pie crust, but it'll give a little bit of substance to the bottom of the uh, of the dish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're gonna bake that at 400. 
Mm -hmm. for about when I did it today, it took about 35 minutes. Okay. The original recipe said 25 to 30, but I'm like, nah, it wasn't Mm, long enough. It wasn't wasn't quite, quite, wasn't quite set. Mm -hmm. And I also put mine under the broiler for about five minutes afterwards because I wanted it to have a nice like golden color Uh, top. So, but keep an eye on that because you don't want it to end up burning. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, that sounds, that sounds great. Yep. Does that sound like something that you could make? Absolutely. Yeah. That's okay. all. Yeah. I love I'm, I'm down for the challenge. Fantastic. You're down for the yeah. challenge. So yeah. It, yeah, it requires a little bit of effort, but you know, mm-hmm. it just, it, the whole thing bakes in the oven. I mean, you do have to do a little yeah. bit of cooking on top of the stove, but other than that, uh, and you know what, even if you didn't have the Vitamix, you could just beat the eggs with the milk. It just, sure. the Vitamix just makes it a little bit easier to make yeah. sure that the flour gets incorporated and all that yeah, kind of absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and as I said, the original recipe for this had uh, two tablespoons of cornmeal. So if you happen right, to have okay. that, but you probably okay. don't, uh, yeah. you could replace the crackers and put two tablespoons of cornmeal in with the uh, with the eggs as well when you oh, mix I it. Oh, I see. Okay. And then Got what it. happens is because it's heavy, it falls to the bottom of mm-hmm. the pan as it cooks and creates mm-hmm. like sort of a crust on the bottom. So that's mm-hmm. the alternative, like the, sorry, I should say the original recipe had the cornmeal, okay. but I'm yes. having you do it with the crackers instead. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Awesome. You don't have to make this tonight if you don't want to. You can make it at your leisure. Okay. Uh, but I would like you to send me photos of yes. the ingredients. Yes. And then photos of the finished product once it's come out of the oven. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I will so definitely, then I can yeah. post those along with the with the notes for this uh for this yeah. podcast. Love it. No, this is good. I like that kind of accountability too, to just, you know, and it, it, it helps expand my, <laughs> Your my repertoire. horizons too. My repertoire yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's really, it. it's really just a fancy omelet. You know, that's what it is. It's an omelet, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, what's nice when you cook it in the oven, the eggs get really puffy, like, especially once it goes under the broiler, it, it really puffs up a lot. And so it's nice and light and it's, uh, um, depending on how hungry you are, like I find, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only got four eggs in it. So Mm -hmm. really it's four portions, right? You just cut the thing in four and you know, mm-hmm. I tried to cut it in six and I'm like, oh, the piece is just too small. It wasn't yeah, filling yeah, enough. Yeah. So I'm like, right. no, cut it in four and yeah. uh, four healthy portions. And mm-hmm. uh, you can even freeze it after it's cooked. So mm-hmm. I've got mine cooling in the fridge now. So I had one piece for lunch. Okay. The other three are cooling in the fridge. And once they're cool, I'll wrap them in in plastic and then put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in the freezer. And then nice. you can. it's super easy to heat them up. So that's yeah. the other thing I'd recommend. Like you said, you're always on the go. Yes. Uh, yeah. Obviously you can't take, you know, uh, you can't take like an omelet with you or take yeah. a quiche with you. But if you get home late and you're like, oh crap, mm-hmm. what am I going to have for dinner? You can just pull this out of the freezer. Yeah. Um, and you could also do these. I don't know if you've done them before in muffin tins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just saying, I, I was, I was thinking about that when you were mentioning that because I've been experimenting more with the egg bites lately. And exactly right, when you were talking about the oven and how it just, it changes the consistency of it. And it, it just, yeah, it gives it a fluffier taste, but, and same thing. I've been refrigerating it 
and and it's just fine for for days and yeah. same thing just kind of come home microwave them and yeah, yeah. and they do freeze well too so if you mm-hmm. make like if you make a dozen because i find with a lot of things i make a big batch of something and i get so bored of it within yeah. a couple of days so exactly. i like to freeze yeah. things and then it's like a surprise i'm like oh yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, that absolutely. thing that i had forgotten that i put in the freezer yeah. and oh i i want that now where can people find you online? Where's the best place uh, to reach you? I mean, I think yeah, yeah. where I found you was on Facebook. Yeah, there you go. I mean, face. I do have a, a Facebook page. Uh, um, so just lean minded. So Facebook slash lean minded. Uh, Instagram is at lean minded. And then if you you do Twitter, it's uh, lean underscore minded. So lean yeah, those those three places. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Where do you hang out the most? Facebook or Instagram? No, I'm still yeah, I feel like I, I'm kind of a 50 50 with Facebook and Instagram now. Um, it used to be more Facebook. And I think sort of the you know, things are shifting and it, more towards, I mean, my, my kids still think I'm really old for only using Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> now, but I'm not ready for TikTok. I'm just, yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, um, yeah, no, but those are, yeah, I would say a good split between those. Two, well, you like, go where your, pe- you go where your clients are, right? And if yeah, your clients exactly. are on yeah, Facebook, yeah. then you got to be right. on Facebook and, yeah. and yeah, I'm finding the same thing. I have to be in both places because I've yes. got different demographics of people and some people are mm-hmm. more Instagram people and some people are more Facebook people. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again, Mike. And uh, uh, looking forward to seeing those, um, seeing the photos of mm-hmm. your, uh, of, of the food that you made. Yeah. Thanks so much, Leslie, for having me. This is a lot of fun. And uh, thank you for inspiring me to, uh, yeah, to expand my repertoire here with the, the cooking. And I look forward to making this. Great. Thanks, Mike. Thanks again to my friend, Mike Howard, for coming on the podcast. Uh, Mike's been a great inspiration to me uh, from a a fitness and and training perspective over the last couple of years. And definitely, uh, as I mentioned in the podcast about uh, the trips to Costa Rica, so I've been with him twice, which has been probably the perfect vacation for me. Um, Get a little bit of sun, not too much, um, but lots of R&R, some good food, some activity with a lot of really fun people. So um, I'm looking forward to doing that again next year in 2022. Um, I'll be posting photos of the meal that Mike made, the crustless quiche, uh, posting those photos on Instagram probably on Facebook too, because I guess I'm kind of in both places. Um, And I'll be sure to tag him as well in the show notes if you guys want to follow him on Facebook or on Instagram, um, because he's a really great resource in terms of uh, healthy living, fitness, um, mindset, does a lot of mindset work as well. So um, I think you'll really enjoy following him because he's got a really a lot of really good nuggets to share with everybody. So again, thanks everyone for listening and keep on cooking.